Dungeon Crawler Network presents Tales of Tamriel. afternoon ladies and gentlemen welcome to episode 86 of tales of tamriel a dungeon crawler network production i am your host Agelos, and with me as always he who deleted another vr tune in order to join the pact the good side that would be avi optimal how are you sir oh man i'm doing really good uh, another one's about to go probably later on today so which, which one is uh getting the we're not getting the stay of execution. I, I, I think my Breton Sork's going to go. She's only VR4, so she's the easiest to toss away. Yeah, well, that's like two days of gameplay for you. It's, who cares? You you said that earlier, and I kind of laughed, laughed at the joke, but I've already gotten three VR ranks in the last two days. So, yeah, that's that actually getting close to being true. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's closer to true than you think. As they yeah. say, most comedy, uh, the funniest jokes have are stemmed a little bit in reality. So, exactly. yeah. Uh, the man down below, who's actually across the water. That's right. If you're looking at the video, he's below me today because that's just how it worked out. I was too lazy to change it. That would be Esteldian. How are you, sir? I'm doing very well. As I mentioned earlier, thrown off by the slight time change over here in England, but we're still here, so all is good. Mm. Um, oh, that's right. You guys have uh, you turned your clocks back, I guess, right? Yeah, you guys are next week, I think. Oh. Wait, does that mean we gain an hour or lose an hour? I can never remember. I think you get an extra hour, isn't it? You go back an hour in the middle of the night. It doesn't yeah, really matter. Yeah we, go, yeah, we go back an hour. Oh, great. I'm going to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning instead of 6, because I've been waking up at, like, six even today i woke up and i said to myself you know what i feel like it's early so i'm gonna go ahead and just go back to bed so i went back to bed and then i'm laying there and i wake up and i go wow it's, it's got to be at least 10 11 o'clock by now because i felt like i slept in forever i look over at my phone ah 7 15 okay <laughs> then well, I guess down I... for a good 40 minutes <laughs> i'm gonna get back up and play some elder scrolls all right guys let's just Let's just it. Let's just roll right into it. There was like zero news this week, but that's okay because they did have an ESO live, and we're going to talk about a couple of things that they uh, that they kind of showed us this week, and uh, some very very interesting things. Um, and uh, let's just let's just talk about it. I know a couple of them. Avi mentioned a couple uh, neat little quality of life issues that I hadn't even taken notice to. Um, that were mentioned. I just kind of glanced completely over them. Um, obviously, you want me to go up? You want me to go over a couple of them? Yeah, yeah. Let's just let's just go over them and we can chat about them. All right, sure. So, uh, ancient Nordic style armor is not being worked on. Animals, Aww. yeah, animals and old zones are not being upgraded uh, as far as like the mechanics and the way they they move around because the new Orsinian bears are completely different than the old bears, pretty much. So that's mm -hmm. pretty cool. 
they, they also explained why we're not getting wolf pets because they don't want to just put out the old wolf. They want to have a new wolf with improved models and animations. And they're trying to go that way with all future pets. They don't want to just bring out another pet that just kind of stands in between your leg and glitches in your stomach. So uh, I, that, that's a nice thing to hear. And one of the last things they mentioned pretty much was that uh, they explained why the tabards over polymorphs isn't really a, a thing they can do pretty much because both of them are kind of like a disguise and it causes problems when you put a disguise over a disguise. And then they also explained a little bit why we can't dye our costumes, which is sort of the same thing. It's more of a, a put in disguise and not really something that we could go in and change the color of and mess around with. Okay. Oh, wait, well, one more. One more really cool one. They, oh, yeah. they, they said training dummies might come with housing. Oh, I cannot. I just can't wait for housing because yeah. I love that kind of sandbox. As soon as they said housing, I got so excited. I agree because uh, it's. Uh, Check out the difference in player. You guys get excited to see housing. I'm like, oh, a training dummy. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Well, I, I love, love housing because housing is just. It's a level of sandbox. Like, I can't stand full sandbox games. I mean, everyone loves the idea of them, but we talked about them on one of the, uh, I think, the Dungeon Crawler Network podcast about how everyone wants a sandbox till they get inside and only a select few people. Now, if you're one of those people who are really creative or, you know, are very self-driven, then you're an exception to the rule. But a lot of people who've been screaming sandbox go, I want sandbox, but they don't really know what to do once they're thrown in one they're like well let's give me something but that's not the idea of a sandbox well to be fair that's kind of depending on your expectations if you put a sandbox a kid in a sandbox you've got to give it a bucket and a spade so it can actually do something while it's there if a game's literally going to be pure sandbox and leave you to all your own devices yeah it's kind of a problem you can throw a few toys in there to actually have some fun yeah, I do agree. And and but see this is one of those things where I'm always I like the selective sandboxes cuz I like my developer made content. I like seeing games as, you know, as the developers want to see them, especially Elder Scrolls and stuff like that. I like to see the developers take it and run with it. Um but I like <laughs> it's kind of like I like going to the playground, okay? And they keep putting up new attractions. Like, oh, look, they did a new swing set. Oh, there's a new slide. But there's a, still the trusty sandbox over there in the corner that I can go play in if I want. That's how I like my games. I don't want to just be limited to the sandbox. I like to have the theme park, but then be able to go, hey, here it is. I can go somewhere else and do more structured type content that doesn't require me to come up with it. Um, and housing is just that kind of thing. I mean... My goodness, even if they do upgrade all the trials and stuff, good luck getting me out of the house. I'll just be in there all day. I'm going to be addicted to housing. I, I I don't even care how they do it. I just, I'm so excited for it. I guess I should say I, I won't be addicted to housing depending on how they do it. Because certain games, if we look back at some of the older, older games, like Dark Age of Camelot, for instance, is, is a good one. Um, their housing system was neat that they had it. But everything was just you put it on a hook and then you went in and it was just a room for vendors. You know, like you really couldn't even do too much because everything only had hooks that you connected things to. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it really just kind of forced it into everyone just putting merchants in there and there's nothing really to do. Now, on the other hand, Wildstar's housing is you can do just crazy stuff and 
I'm not I'm I'm not asking to do like be able to create giant phallusid towers or anything like that, like what you can do in Wildstar, but I'd like to be able to control the interior almost like Final Fantasy that like I can literally decide, hmm, I'm gonna move this chair three inches to the left and it'll allow me to do that. Even if it Oh go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, I don't know, I feel like it's gonna be more like Skyrim where it's just like uh build the build the left wing as a library. And there it is. I mean, I hope not, but something tells me that's the way we're going to see it. See, I, I don't know. I, I in in a world nowadays, like in and uh, Estelle, I know you can hop into this as well. How the world is now, though, I don't think you can just do that and get away with it. Like Skyrim was different because it was not really something that I don't know, like it just wasn't something that you. I guess it, it, that was a real side game. And yes, while I know it's still considered a side game here, it's still, especially with how modern MMOs have advanced, more is required than just that. Yeah, I haven't seen housing in an actual MMO, so that's still going to be new to me. Wildstar is free to play right now, and while I don't like Wildstar, you have good internet. I recommend downloading it and going to the housing section and just run around and look at what people have done. Yeah, I'll do that. I mean, I mean, I mean, you don't even have to really play it. It's free to play. You just download it, run to the housing, and see what people have done with it. There's no to get an idea. Like you said, you haven't really got a chance to really see what some real customizable housing can do, and you'll see the difference between that and and you know quote unquote just skyrim housing which was you bought the upgrade and it just appeared at any random spot um Estelian, housing i know you're not really big into this but is anyone in your uh in your gaming circle a housing freak my mother <laughs> your mother <laughs> she is an absolute housing addict now hold, hold on your, your mom actually plays games with you Oh yeah! Oh, that's awesome. She's been Lucky. doing. She, she's been one of our main healers in all the raid zones. That's so uh, cool. Ha, have you ever messed up and stood in fire and she grounded you? Because that would be hilarious. No, it's more likely her to be the one to uh to, to stand in the fire than me. Oh, okay. So all right. I'm all right there. But yeah, no, she's our she's our main healer for. She's done all. I would say the AA, Helwa, Sanctum. She was there for our first clears and all of those. She's well, done more yeah. than I have. <laughs> She's VR sixteen templar. She's a uh, damn. Got it all, and she thinks she's got a good night blade up there, VR something or other, and her, all her crafting skills he maxed out. So she's she's a lover of crafting just as much as you are, X. Oh my. Yeah. So every game we've played from EQ one, EQ two, um, Rift. Uh, yeah, she's been in them all. Uh, and Final Fantasy fourteen, she uh, got to level fifty there as well. She's a she's a gamer through and through. Now that's actually awesome. really I awesome. <laughs> we should yeah, just bring her that. on the show. Yeah, no. So she's uh, she loves the crafting. She loves housing and tinkering around. Now is she and still patient stuff. Is she still actively playing ESO or she kind Oh of hell yeah, she's no doubt on right now. She's she's probably the most active <laughs> member we've got. Oh wow. Okay, okay. She plays more than I do. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, we seriously need to get her on the show from now on. It's just going to be Estelian's mom if I'm going to put her title. Just, mm, 
Just, the family just, show. The family show. Yeah, right. Just bringing it all yeah. in. It'd be all my right. wife on as well. We'll sit here. There we go. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. Wow. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about some of the other things. What was the first thing on your list? I, I we got onto housing, and and that was kind of. Well, the first one was a small one, and that's that uh, ancient Nordic-style armor is not being worked on. Um, so. I'm fine with that currently because they haven't... When we start getting up into... When they start doing, like, uh, the Hazel March and, and, and things like that, the more regions of Skyrim, then I think it would be pretty yeah. neat. Right now, it's too early. Yeah, I'm fine with... You know, I think someone mentioned it. If now that you mention, I remember it because it was part of the QA. Because I think someone was mentioning it because of the polymorph that allowed you to look like a Draugr, which they're in ancient or or Nord. And I have a Khajiit who will not leave. Say hello, Khajiit. Hello. Um. So yeah, no, I'm fine with that. Okay, next one on the list. The next one was uh, animals and old old zones are not being upgraded. Okay. Um. Oh. That's kind of common. Uh, yeah, yeah upgrade, that's what I was to what? I'm, I'm to, a bit lost to there. animals. So, like, the new bears have, like, different, like, I don't know. They, they, like, they attack butterflies and they shake their head and they just do more mechanics and they look more busy and they don't look like they're just standing there kind of staring at a wall. They've also uh, added more polygons to them. They've added more skeletal rigging so that they can do more things. And actually... Uh, World of Warcraft did that with Cataclysm, uh, where they went through and when they released like the the Worgen and the Goblin models, uh, and then the Panda models afterwards for the Pandarian, like they showed you the skeletal structure going how um, the skeletal structure of of the original models was like literally ten skeletal bones. I, I don't know the exact number, so but it was really little compared to the Goblins, which were like. 200 versus the Pandarian, which were like a thousand actually they went back and changed all of that but you can actually tell as the expansions go on when you were in vanilla warcraft and stuff like that the monsters were almost kind of blocky but when you got to newer zones the monsters obviously you could tell their skeletal structures they did more stuff they looked a little they looked better and I, it's a lot of work to go back and redo that because there's several passes you have to go. You have to send it first to your rigging team, then to your animator team, then to art team, uh, your scripting team in order to, you know, you actually have to have the scripts to make them do stuff. Mm -hmm. They can have a ton of bones, but if you throw uh, the same scripts in, they'll probably either not work or look exactly the same anyway, not utilize the technology behind it. So it's a lot of work uh, for very little return. Because yeah, they don't, exactly. They don't look bad. I don't think they look bad at all. It's just like, it's just a lot. You wouldn't, of you wouldn't notice it unless you somebody told you, and then you went and looked at it. I think it, when you, it. when you start seeing, if you if you went and compare when new zones come out, you'll see monsters and stuff going. Wow, this really does look different from the ones that are, especially if they share, um, um, monsters from other zones, such as like uh the what are the snow, the the goblins and those Durzogs and stuff like that. Like you'll probably be able to sit in and look at it, but when you're fighting, you probably don't notice much of a change until such a time as you were to sit down, just stare at the models. Yeah. Um, I feel bad and I, I will complain to Zenimax for one thing. My Fennec Fox needs updated because I love that pet. 
because he's adorable and he's cute and he's following me right now. How about how about the panther that I bought so excitingly that I never touched because he just walks right in between my legs and his head glitches <laughs> in between my damn crotch and, he, and, and, then he, and then he just sits there while I'm in the middle of a battle swinging out puncturing jab, or biting jabs. I'm like, ah, I don't they, do anything. Sounds like I, I got to buy that one. <laughs> <laughs> I know they talked a little bit about, uh, oh, let's see. Um, wow, we just, I just got a message from somebody, um, who, who, uh, may come on the show. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, I don't know, it's just, it's a lot of work for things that now, if they ever, if they ever increase, like, the skeletal model of characters, like, monsters and, like, character models and stuff like that. Um, they really should do it for things that follow people around. Now, I know I'm get- gathering when people ask, are, will my pets be able to do anything that, um, are, what more can I do? I'm getting the feeling that the way they answered this question was almost like a non-answer, and this is why. I'm thinking people want to do things with their pet more like what World of Warcraft did with their PokeWow, the pet battle system. While I thought that was enjoyable for what it was, I will say personally, I don't think that system or any kind of pet system, to be honest, would fit with the Elder Scrolls, except for maybe, well, they did do lizard racing in Alakir Desert, if I remember correctly. Like, it, there's certain mini games that while it'd be neat if you could do it with your pets, how could you do it that won't break the lore? Because this game, to me, lore is paramount and. I don't want to see essentially Elder Scrolls Elder Pokemon. Pokey Scrolls. Elder Pokey Scrolls, yeah. That would just even if it's just a mini game and I know people are like you just got to look at it as not part, you know, don't look at it as just what it is. It's kind of hard especially in a game like this. Yeah, I just like the idea of them adding more mechanics. So, so some things kind of like if you get in combat, maybe your uh, panther or whatever will like walk away a little bit, you know, go sniff the flowers or something. So He's not right under your feet. I hope they add just little things like that. I don't want the pets to be able to battle each other, do some Pokemon stuff. Eh, nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's that's that would just yeah, that would just break my immersion. Yeah. Um, and that was the last thing on the list actually we just kind of brought up, which was uh working on making pets more uh more personal. So Okay. I, I like the idea of the mechanic that you had mentioned. Um, like, depending on the, the habit of the monster, like, if you if you have the lizard, it'd be neat if it skittered away when you got into combat. Um, yeah, if a, bar- if a dog kind of jumped back and just started barking or something. Yeah, you barking know, or just and growling. Looked, ag- looked aggressive. Yeah, see, that would be kind of neat. Um, Cat curls <laughs> up in a ball. Like cat that. curls up in a ball same thing as the fox cool cat. little things like that i like uh, you know what i'd really like is if the cat like if you're in the alakir desert would then stop and take a poop and like try to bury it and bear, oh, that'd be <laughs> bury awesome. it in the sand that would be awesome cat just goes hey i'm gonna poop and you just see go over there you do a little squat down and then try to bury it that'd be that'd be neat but they'd only have to do it in alakir desert yeah, so wherever, wherever there's sand. poop in one zone, you can only poop in one <laughs> zone. Yeah, if there's sand, they'll poop there. 
That's Can we go to the Ella Care. I really got to go bathroom, man. <laughs> yeah. They should send little messages, like little emote messages. Your cat looks like it really needs to use the restroom. Head to Ella Care immediately. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, those poor red guards. We just converted their entire zone into a giant litter box. Yeah, that that was a thing. That was Tawaka's plan. All Tawaka's on. plan. Praise Tawaka. All Praise the Khajiit Tawaka. love you. Uh, man, when they release more of Elsewhere, maybe we'll see some of that. The whole place is a giant litter box. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see here. All right. The last thing I guess we really wanted to talk about, and the, pretty much the main focus of this entire episode, is what they talked about on ESO Live, and that's the group finder. You know, well... For all intents and purposes, we're pretty much going to say this is the very first time they're introducing the group finder because they might as well because yeah. it never worked before. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of excited and I kind of want to hear what everyone thinks about this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read off the, the high points of this. And I, I do got to give a little uh, public service announcement here because I know I was talking to a couple of people and um, they were all excited about the cross-faction play. Please note that this only works through the group finder for this patch. So I know we have a lot of people in, in the wings of fate guild and, and several others. I know ESOTR, they have their big multi-faction guild as well. Um, it, it only works via group finder. It will not allow you to form a party and, and go into it as of now that now that they said they'll probably come later, but for Orsinium, it's not going to be there. So don't even bother whispering, going, hey, let's go for a dungeon because you can't. Sorry. I think that's a good thing because I know a lot of people are like, finally, cross-faction with my guild. Well, the only way that's going to happen is if you all queue up and you luckily somehow or another get matched together. And they did say it's being planned yeah. for future updates. So we will get it eventually, just not with the Orsinium update. Right. And, that, and that's what I really wanted to highlight because I know... Uh, I've had a couple people say, I can't wait for the Orsinium. And I had to kind of step back and go, you know, it's not going to work that way, right? At least not at the start. And I kind of crushed a few people's dreams, but unfortunately, that's how it is. Um, so first step is cross-faction play. Yay. Uh, Battle-leveling players to fit with a group. Um, retuning the way that they actually find players. Uh, stat buff to DPS and mitigation for using the finder. Loot bags for completing the dungeon with the finder. Um, some UI changes and a notification window that allow you just to port to the dungeon. Sort of like probably like Cyrodiil. So let's go ahead and we'll start with the first one. We'll work our way down. I'll get your guys' opinions. Cross-faction play. Good thing? Yes? Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think so. Well, when you're pugging anyway, I mean, it really opens your potential player base, especially if you're part of a smaller faction. Like, I'm, I'm not even sure how the faction stands anymore, because I know DC kind of got a little bit more love, because I know a lot of streamers and stuff like that have switched to DC from Almari Dominion. Now, is that enough to, to uh, say that their population has changed much? I can't say for sure because not everyone follows what everyone else does but I, I do feel like the Aldmari Dominion has has shrunk down a little bit which is good yeah. because they're damn dirty elves so I'm fine with this 
Yeah, I run into them less the least in PvP, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of DC and EP. And every yeah. once in a while you'll see a yellow, but it's it's kind of rare. Um, the solo guy running around sees the big groups fighting and then turns around and runs away going, don't take my Telvar stones. Don't take my Telvar stones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely. That, that's kind of a no brainer. That's kind of, I'm actually kind of fine with, I hope they expand it further. I honestly am fine with group, the cross faction thing working for all zones, but I think they've already said they never plan on allowing that. No, no. I wouldn't like that either. I mean, Me neither. I you guys not, wouldn't like that. Like, no, I'm not even a massive fan of cross faction grouping. It's just a case of it's a necessary evil in that dividing the faction between three different, well, the player base by three factions is, is a pain in the butt when you're trying to find groups. Um, for me, funny enough, in Rift, when they made that cross-faction, that was actually a big step towards destroying my entertainment with the game. But that one, I found there's actually a stronger sense of self when it came to your um, which side you were on. So, hmm. But here, I'm not that fussed, but I'd expect it to only be dungeons um, and trials if it wants to make it that you can actually group with your own guildies, that is. Uh, the instant the, stuff. Yeah, the instant stuff. And, okay. and that's all because you can very easily put it all under the un, the undaunted the undaunted exactly. don't give a crap about who you are so in terms of pride and the law it, it makes sense when it's dungeons because you're, you're putting aside your differences and you're working towards the common goal on okay. sorting out the bad i mean we're it's talking different. we're talking it's pretty lore breaking you know if uh somebody <laughs> from the ad comes and joins you and you walk up to go talk to yorn the scald king about saving the ebonheart pact and you got a high elf from the Dominion standing right next to you, like, yeah, let's do this for the Ebonheart Pact. Like, what? This, this doesn't make any sense anymore. Uh, I mean, admit, admittedly, the veteran ranks kind of <laughs> ruined that in the first place, I guess, when you, you level through and do the other factions in that as well. But Yeah. So that's already kind of diluted it. Yeah. No, you know, actually, I, I, I appreciate that answer so much that you have swayed my opinion. So... Wow, good, good it does, work if it, bre- if it breaks the lore, it's not good. No, and, and and you guys made a very valid point for lore, and I and I love it. So, right on. Okay, then. Um, retur- retuning the way that um, the finder matches groups. Now, here's something I wanted to talk about, because this will get Esteldi and Hot under the collar. Um, they are not doing it, because they went back, but they were originally thinking about removing the role requirements needing the tank healer and dps they were just going to throw four random people together and let you do it god (laughs) so estelian why don't you go ahead and and tell us how you think that is an idea and i'll let you put whatever adjective you want in front of idea that would be an absolute terrible way of playing it like awful beyond you know that's oh i I, it's you do wonder sometimes about these guys playing these games. It's like you really want to send out a random group into mm-hmm. a dungeon. So you're already random four people. That in itself, already for a vet dungeon, is a nightmare. You know, there's a good chance you're gonna get some pretty dodgy players in there. Now you're gonna tell me you get in there and you go, oh, we don't have a tank and we don't have a healer or we don't have either or, you know, let's face it, what's the most common role is DPS. So. More often than not, you're going to get a team of 4 DPS and nothing to actually help you survive through a dungeon. 
You know, mm. so you finally get a finder that works. Great, we're getting groups really quick, except nine out of ten groups are crap because we're going in there with four DPS and getting wiped and having to give up and break apart and then search again, get another group, find it's the same pointless group and then do that again and again. I'd rather be stuck in the queue for two hours like the old days, just have a broken ready tool. Yeah. Guild Wars 2 does that, but here's the thing. Guild Wars 2 was built differently and I, I understand like everyone can technically speaking get a um a resto staff and it, it's very true you can but <sighs> but if you don't set up for it you ain't set up for it simple as that yeah. <laughs> but yeah like well they've already they already don't have uh, much to my chagrin is they don't have a lot of skill points like you can't max everything out. it's not possible and because of that um you, you, the chances that someone's going, oh yeah, I can just throw on a resto staff unless they change the way skill points are done that people can literally max everything and then can just throw gear around, then that may be different. But right now, the chances, unless the person's a Templar and they may not, they could have been like me and spent all their points on crafting, so they have uh, very, very few skill points to throw around i have enough skill points for the spec i am going for and that is it nothing else and if their stamina base is going to be a problem anyway uh, chat points of course it's like yeah, they said on the show it's uh they said oh the reason we're not doing it is because they're pretty much setting the team up to fail what they said well i'm you glad know. they realized that yeah, because they said that this game has less tanks overall with all the classes, so most likely we'd be getting a whole bunch of groups, like you said, with four DPSs or with a bunch of DPSs and a healer. And so, and the way Guild Wars 2 was, everyone had their own heal that you you couldn't do anything else, right? It was just a heal. Like, you had it, you couldn't switch it out. You could switch what kind of heal you had. Um, but it was always you always had to have a heal on your bar. This game isn't that way, and well, um, it was just cluster fudge anyway when it came to crew it, content. It so. was, and and here's the thing, guys. Even Guild Wars Two, with if you've not been following their Heart of Thorns, they added in a soft Trinity. Now they've added in ways for people to pretty much spec and be a full healer. Like, you literally can. There are specs that can be a full healer. Now it's all ground targeted. But it's still, you can literally be a healer now. Uh, they added a taunt, so you can actually taunt now. Like, they've seen, like, our group dungeons just were essentially a cluster and not the way it is. And those dungeons oh, were cool. actually relatively easy. Um, I don't know about you guys, but there's several... Bought, well, I, I do run with all of you guys, uh, except for Estellian, except for on the PTS. Avi, we've done vet dungeons where if someone loses the um, loses the tank or loses the big boss, loses, turn, ag loses aggro. Yeah, if they turns, go on, if they turn and go on to somebody, you're dead. <laughs> oh yeah, I've been one or two shot already by monsters. Oh, yeah. um, I have thousands times <laughs> exactly it just would have been terrible so uh, I'm, I'm really glad they they stepped away from that and i really hope they don't revisit it this is just how games are guys if you're gonna go with the tank healer dps trinity system oh i just got a yakutin codfish which is a blue Ooh, so a, a rare codfish. fish <laughs> 
pretty close. Um, hmm. So tiny, though. Sorry. Okay, off topic. Um, yeah, no, it, I, I really hope they don't revisit it. And guys, here's the thing. If you don't like if you don't like your DPS queue time, queue is something else. I mean, if I was in a hurry, even when I was playing Warcraft, I had a tank spec, so like I preferred DPS, but if I were running my dungeons for the loot bags or whatever and I didn't feel like, you know, sitting in a queue for 40 minutes, I would queue as tank because I just knew I'd find a group faster. That's how these things generally are. Um, Zoss, here's something you could do. Uh, Final Fantasy 14 did this. It was a way of rewarding players. Like they had achievements. Um, I have to blow all this Khajiit hair off my desk now. They uh, had all these achievements that encouraged people to play the less popular specs. Like they offered them like mounts. Uh, like I know there was a bear mount and a, a like a tiger mount in Final Fantasy for tanking as a warrior and tanking as a paladin and and there there were things you could do that you could offer rewards um mounts mini pets titles things like that for the people going oh you've grouped as a healer a thousand times in veteran dungeons here you go here's a mount here's a pet here's a title um and that encourages people, especially if the mount is cool, to try to go after it. I'm throwing this Khajiit away and spraying her, and she just will not leave. She is very insistent. Well, my um, guild is casual, and we had the rule that everyone needs at least two specs. It's unacceptable to assume that someone else can cover the roles. So, yeah, I, you can have your main spec that you focus on, but you should either have DPS plus a healing spec, DPS, and a tank spec. Uh, same goes, obviously, if you're a tank or a healer, you need a DPS spec, because in trials, you know, if we've got five people who enjoy tanking as their main role well we're going to rotate who gets to tank when we go into a role so they're going to have to have a decent spec otherwise they can't come on the raid if, when they're not tanking it's unfair to assume that you can have your role all the time and never get to try anything else and it helps you for dungeons as well it helps you in all aspects there's no there's enough points unless you are a full-on crafter and even then you can probably just about depending on if you've gone with magicka for example as a build you could actually have a dps and a heal role fairly easily even with your limited points, because it doesn't require too much of a, a change around. So. Uh, for me, as a full crafter, it, if I got another 30 points, I'd be able to pull off a tank roll. Because I have all the points in some things, um, like the armor because of undaunted bonuses and stuff. I, I literally would only need enough points to pick up sword and shield. And I would be able to do it, but I need another 30 points to do it. Well, you don't even need all the passives, do you? You just need the block reduction, the first skill, <laughs> when you can, the third one. So, yeah. But there's probably something you could probably take a few points out. You've probably overspent here and there. So if you really wanted, you could probably kind of just about get a second spec done. But, yeah, say that you're, you're also a bit of an exception. You know, if someone is a full-on craft, you'd kind of accept, okay, they can only have full on roll. And yeah. it makes sense that you'd make it DPS so that it kind of fills, you know, everyone always needs a DPS, as it were, so... But in general, as I say, unless you are a pure crafter, you really should make sure you've got two rolls. It'll it'll do you wonders. Yeah. I uh well Good I have tip. completely maxed out woodworking, blacksmithing, clothing, and uh provisioning on one character. So I moved other ones off, but that's 
that's uh, I think 120 points to do all that because they're pretty expensive. They're like in order to get all the passives, which for crafting, you really kind of need a lot of the passives. There's very few that you can skip. Uh, now, there are a couple like I was able to remove the uh, research timer ones, which gained me 16 points total because I have all nine of nine crafting now. Uh, and as soon as I get my achievement for um, refining materials, I'll be able to regain another 12 points by just moving the refining onto another character. But I've spent too much time on researching and too much time in collecting recipes to move those to another character, but enchanting and things like that that didn't require recipes, I moved other characters. Well, you also don't need the points in highlighting this stuff, really, do you? For I don't have any of those. <laughs> ah, good. Yeah, I was going to say. Because I can see. I don't need them to be hi- highlight. I can see them. That's it. At most, one point. <laughs> yeah. You really struggle. Yeah. They run a big truck with a big engine. Avi, you were saying something before I cut you off. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't remember it. Oh, okay. No, no, no worries. No worries. Um, I, I just, I was sorry. I was, I was finishing off a thought, and I heard, thought I heard you not, try to throw not, something. Uh, oh no, not a problem. Okay, You're good. Um, so yeah, it, I do agree. In this game, there does require multiple specs, but so many people. Like, honestly, if you like that no spec, kind of, like no one does that. And even the older games like Ultima Online, which was all skill based, the type of skills you use still made you do a certain role only when they try to blend roles and stuff like that. But the problem is your game is not set up that way. You're set up to have people do certain things. And here's the problem. If everyone comes in, it's not even like. As a DPS, I could throw on all heavy armor to get that extra armor mitigation. Could we go through it? Yeah, if I had someone doing off heals or whatever the case may be. If I had a Magicka DPS, a Magicka DPS Templar or something, just throw in a uh, a heal spell every once in a while. Yeah, that would probably do fine. But what happens if you have a, a DPS where everyone's leather stamina DPS? Like, no one can cast heals because unless they have vigor, there's really no way of getting it, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's no heals you can really use because if I spam Breath of Life, I'm out in two casts. Yeah, I got about three in me. Yeah, it, it just doesn't happen. Right now, on my character, I'm sitting at, without food buffs, I'm at 13k health, 9k stamina, 23k, or no, 9k magicka, 23k stamina. Um, and even with the food, I only do the, I don't use tri stat food because the better stats, the blue BR 15. So nine K is literally two, three cast tops and no magic recovery. So it takes forever. There's no way you'd be able to heal through a boss encounter. Just none at all. And the heals crap anyway, cause you've got no magic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, wow. You've healed me for 10 damage. Well, that's great, but we're not playing D and D right now. I just got hit for 32 K. So <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see here. Stat buffs. Actually, no, let's go back one battle leveling players to fit the group. So now there's no longer, I think a lot of times with the uh, mechanical side of things before, was it was trying to group you but it was trying to group people together of similar levels so you would have people who were like level you know 25 trying to find groups and if you were a vr16 and got set up with a group of like 20s 30s and stuff you're just like wow i'm gonna get nothing out of this 
So now it's more like Cyrodiil? Yes. Yes. That's cool. I like that. Here's the issue that I've I've had, though. They're battle-leveling everyone up to VR 15. Great, right? Um, I guess it's not really too much of an issue, but I guess you really wouldn't be able to use, and I actually asked in chat, but I didn't hear Mm. a response, how this is going to work with gold keys and stuff like that. Are we going to still be able to do gold key content like for vet dungeons because of the way they were trying to remove certain things? Like, is this even going to work? Helm farming is just not going to happen because you'd have to form a separate group to do helm farms now because everything will be VR 15. So I would be kind of ticked off if I got a would, 15 helm. Is that true though? That they're battling you to VR 15, but if you are already a VR 16 character, presumably you don't get downgraded. It's just your VR 16. So if you're the leader who puts the party together, it's going to be a VR 16 dungeon. It's just all the people in your group will be VR 15 regardless of if they're babies or not. So maybe yeah, I think yeah, I think I, I think, think that's, that's how, how it's gonna be done. Is that I, I how guess. it's gonna be done? I was reading that well, I could be wrong, but I, I think was... it's, it still scales to the leader. So if the leader is VR sixteen and everyone else is only VR one, they'll get battle leveled to VR sixteen. But then it we just have... means you can't cheat with a VR one dungeon if you're doing a looking for group type thing. But usually you put those groups together manually if you're trying to yeah, but it doesn't anything. really matter. You're going to get a, a stat buff. That was the second thing we were going to talk about after that was they're stat buffing people for rank, which is actually kind of a good thing because you don't know the skill level of the people that you're coming in. It could be a completely new person who just threw a bunch of skills on there. Someone who's trying a dungeon for their first time, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, like I was going to say, that's going to be the danger, isn't it? You're battle spirit, so you're not as powerful as a real VR 15. So what if your whole group's a bunch of spirited vr 15s in yeah. the group if you have three spirited guys and you're the only vr 16 and you're a dps and you have a pretty crummy uh vr 16 healer and tank with you so well, it makes it all the more important that they're not doing the no roles anyone could turn up imagine that four people not the right roles and they're actually fake vr 15s as well <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah just give up just done i'm out all right, this cat literally will not leave me alone. She really wants to be on the show. That's why I have my spray bottle. She stopped sprinkling catnip in the special places then, should you? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, see, I was under the impression that th- the problem is if it does scale, maybe I missed this. If it does scale, what happens if the VR1 gets in there? So then the bosses are VR15. You're not going to get VR16 helms. Will we be able to trade group leader? That way it works that way. So we get VR16. Because if you're battle level to VR15 and the stuff's VR16, you're you're good enough that you'll be able to handle it. Uh, to be honest, I would kind of I'm I don't know. They said you scale to 15, and maybe that's that was a strange number to put the dungeon on. I personally, if I was them, I'd say the dungeon's always VR16. And everyone's put to VR, as you say, 15 is close enough to be able to manage a VR 16. There's not much difference between the two. So screw it. Everyone gets put up to 15, but the dungeon's always 16. Bit of a weird idea. Maybe I guess the idea is that so that when you're a real VR 16, it makes a difference, I guess, because you're actually mm-hmm. on scale. But it would be a bit odd why it's 15, not 16, that you're scaling people to. But I think it would be stupid to make the dungeons VR 15. I hope as they do. It just makes no sense. Make it VR 16 so that everyone can get a helm appropriate to their level because it still drops based on your level. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Except obviously within the limit of the mobs max, unless they change that as well and said that they drop to your level regardless of when you do the scaled dungeon. It's always going to be the level of the character rather than the dungeon. 
So yeah, that's how it should be. If you're VR one and you're being battle level to VR sixteen, you should still be getting VR one armor and everything. Yeah, but mm-hmm. obviously, as say, that means the VR sixteen guy wouldn't be getting anything unless you they changed it instead. If you're doing the the scale fifteen dungeons, actually, the gear is VR sixteen. So it's just hope- weird. I would just say make it a VR sixteen dungeon. I'm done. I'm hoping they do that, and it really should do that because otherwise, I mean. Even if they VR 16 it, which is great, they're giving us, and that's what we'll talk about next, is the stat buff, the DPS, and mitigation to make it easier for people. Like, and this isn't the first game to do that. And oh my goodness, you should have seen chat. As soon as people did that, they were flipping out about it. But I'm like, honestly, I don't really see that as a as a big issue one way or the other. People are like, I'm being penalized for playing with friends. No, you're actually not, because you're you're playing with people who you know how they play. The reason why they have to give these bonuses is because there's a very good chance you could play with idiots or people who've yeah. never played before. Yeah, I was going to say, on the face of it, I'm not a fan because thinking, oh, why do you have to boost people to help them? But between the fact that, as you say, they're strangers, so you don't, you're probably not on voice comms, so mm-hmm. it's not going to be a coordinated group. It's going to be iffy. They could be God knows how good or bad a player. And the fact they might be battle levels, so they're an inferior VR15 to a real one. So hopefully the stat boost might help make up for some of that. Um, yeah, I don't think it's a problem. I say, if you're a bunch of friends, you've got all the advantage in the world already. If I had a group of friends who wanted to do the dungeon, I would gladly take friends, even without the 5% damage and mitigation boost or whatever the arbitrary number is, because I know the people who I'd be running with, and I'd be like, the chances yeah. are you guys are already pulling 20k DPS. My tank, I can he'll pull the entire room. I'm not really worried about it. the healer. It's just amazing. I would rather take the 5% reduction and have people who I know know what their jobs are than take the 5%. I'm sorry, if I take 5%, you can boost my damage by 5%. I'm doing, you know, oh, what's that going to actually equate to me? Maybe Or me, additional maybe 1 or 2k DPS. Well, whoop-de-doo if the other people are only doing 2k DPS. 5% <laughs> is what? 3k maybe? Like, like, And that's nothing, so they're still yeah. crap? I mean... The... Honestly, you could give the looking for group tool and say, look, when you make a group for this, you can have five players in your dungeon. And I'd still rather take friends every time. A if I had yeah. friend group yeah, definitely. over five. It just, it's, you're always going to be better. I mean, you know, our groups go fine. We have a tank who does the healing and the tanking, or you have a healer who does the healing and major DPS. You shouldn't get that luxuries in a looking for group type bunch. You'll be lucky if you get someone who can fulfill their role properly, let alone do other things. Mm-hmm. So I've got no problem. Give him an edge. Help give him a chance. Right. Absolutely. And it's yep. not like it's it's not like you can look for group for any of the um leaderboard type stuff anyway. So it's not like some dodgy sneaky way of going, oh if we do a looking for group we'd have a buff that would help give us a faster time or something. So it's, it's irrelevant in terms of any kind of leaderboards. Although good luck trying to get on a leaderboard with a looking for group anyway. But there's just there's no reason to complain. Honestly. No. No, because he like that's one of the things of I don't even I think the leaderboards like a wise thing to do would be make. Well, there's no leaderboards for anything other than dungeons right now. Is there or am I wrong? Like, uh, just, for, yeah, just arenas and trials, I think so. Arenas. No, nothing, like, nothing that can be for groups. OK, well, even if they did add that, they should just make it so that the, if you're using the group finder, you don't qualify. That way someone doesn't game the system to get their team in with the extra 5%. Because you know some people would do that. They'd log in at 2 in the morning or something like that when they know that their group of 10 people have a very good chance of getting everyone in that they need. Yeah. 
you know, like there are people who would try to do that and just keep leaving groups until they manage to get all 12 of their people in and and go for records. But the easy way to do it is just make it so it doesn't qualify. So the only people who are actually using it are the people who are using it just so they can finish it. I would much rather run with friends, but sometimes I log on and no one's on or everyone who's logged on is a DPS like me. <laughs> yep. Us good old DPSs. Yeah. And so there are times where it's just like, you know what? It's just easier to um, just do it in the dungeon finder. Like if I log in and, you know, especially with the times that I have now with the little Nordling and stuff like that, it's just very hard for me to get in. Um, I, I do schedule the events that we have. So I do it every every chance that I can. I hop in and I take care of, of running dungeons on Tuesdays and Thursdays and stuff like that. But sometimes I'm like, well, he's asleep. Thais is asleep. I have, you know, uh, I have maybe an hour till someone wakes up. Why don't I just hop on in? Well, the chances are when I'm doing it, are they actually, you know, is the people in Wings of Fate going to be available? I log in and Avi's running around on one of his alts. Hey, all you got, all you got to do is message me. I'm always I, available. I know, but then we still run into the same issue of we're both DPS. All right, let's find tanks and healers. Yeah, yeah I know. There's nothing wrong with that, but it, it is. It's just the way it goes that, you know, even I think one of the hardest things we have right now in, in our guild is we have almost zero healers in the guild who actually like playing. Like, well, my wife, Thais, loves healing. But she doesn't get to play that often. When she does play, she's still only VR eight. So, hey, I'm working on her. All right, she's <laughs> yeah, she's VR six. I'm playing her every day. Oh, we'll have uh, a we'll have a healer soon enough. Shame nice. I couldn't donate you my members. We were laughing because we'd be running our raids, and about nine out of our twelve players were all Templars for our raids. It's just we have so many Templars <laughs> in our in our guild. It's just insane. So oh. six different people who can heal. It's like oh, um, yeah, you three this time. You three. <laughs> no, we have we we have a good number of tanks, but even them we don't have a ton of. But almost everyone in the in the guild is is DPS, so that makes looking for groups uh, very hard. A lot of the other guilds that I'm on, um, like Dreadlords and stuff, they I, there's they have a lot of people, but a lot of times people are on. They only are on or or responding in chat when it's raid time and there's very set times and it's normally in the evening when i don't have as much time anymore to you know to do this stuff so i don't i don't get to find the groups i have and and even when you do that there's still the problem of what spec are you well dps what spec are you uh dps uh looking for healer and tank and we're still in the same group so it would just be nice that i could hop on I could get in the queue going, oh, the daily pledge is veteran spindle clutch because why is it anything else? Because that's all I ever see, our fungal grotto. Um, <laughs> and uh, pop myself in a queue and go farming Kraglin or, or, you know, get my get my crafting done since that's why I've, you know, kind of nerfed my character by doing so much crafting. I might as well you know, do some more crafting, right? So go out and gather and do all that fun stuff. And then when it pops, oh, there's my dungeon. All right, well, let me pick this last little Nern root and okay, and then hit the queue. That works for me. I like that. Yes, I know there's a good chance that I'll get hit by idiots. And speaking of idiots, my Khajiit went nuts because a leaf hit the window she's sitting in. So she tried to attack it. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, I, I, I really do like that. And as long as the dungeons are VR 16 with everyone being battle leveled to VR 15, unless you're above that, like if you're VR 15, you're not going to be battle leveled. If you're VR 16, you're not going to be downscaled. You, this is only for people who are VR 14 and below. So it, it is a neat way of doing it, and it, it should provide some interesting, interesting things. Um, the only problem I foresee, which could be in any game, is if someone hops in, I guess they wouldn't be signed into a veteran dungeon or something. Like, say you're trying to do the Silver Pledge, um, the the non-vet version, and someone signs in as a tank, but they have, they're a new player. They have none of the quote-unquote meta skills, and since they're only level 10, they don't actually have skill points. So it's not like you can be a friendly player and go, hey... You should really should pick up X skill because it, 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 it's just better. And they go, oh, great. I love to do that, but I don't have any skill points. So it could make the dungeons pretty difficult just because scaled to VR 16, they are up there. And if someone's using just a crap skill because they're like, oh, that sounds great, but it's it's so situational that they're not using it, it, it could cause some issues. Oh, well, yeah, I'd, I'd like to assume that for a start that no, um, no non-vet character can be done to get into the group for a vet dungeon for a start so at least they're doing an easy version yeah yeah that's i gotta admit it'd be nice if they sort of said you know minimum level for it'd be level 20 or something so you've got some skill points to have actually played around with mm-hmm. yeah or even level five's too low even would be a bit crazy but i'd even say you know if you're low level maybe as as a, as a battle level guy maybe you actually give them temporary points and the skills are falsely sort of 50 because if you're battle leveled up, I assume it's got to have your skill level at, at 50 for your weapon line or whatever. I don't know how it works. But mm-hmm. I would I would suggest that while you're battle leveled, your skills are all 50 and you have 20 spell spare skill points that you can dump so that you can customize for the dungeon, as it were. Just a nice idea for, for the low-level type guys because otherwise, as you say, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be a... You, the only way you're actually going to have those issues is as you say, if if you're doing the low level, which are generally easier anyway. I mean, my goodness, most people might even be able to solo dungeons if they have the right build. So that might not be that big of a deal. But it, it could just be some growing pains. And I hope the community helps the lower players rather than, like, and I'll talk about this in Tales. I actually met my first real massive a-hole in the game uh, this week. Oh, yeah. Um, Tell me about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and he was not interested in helping anybody now i've done the dungeon before but he wasn't interested in helping anybody he was just angry that it he was dying and the group wasn't doing that great and after the final wipes he just went nuts and started kicking everyone from the group because he was the group leader and then started inviting all of his own guild members i assume because it's just assuming what he would have done but it's always the douchebags that get it, isn't it? They always get the leadership. Yeah, it's like, how did this happen? How did he get it? And then, you know, but yeah, so he did that and he was like, you're terrible. Kick off, kick off, kick off. And I assume because he's at the final boss, he just invited some of his guildies in and, and they finished it. But um, yeah, that that was a thing. I don't know. I just I, I would feel bad if a, a brand new player, someone who didn't have many points, signed in as a tank or a, a vital role. If a DPS is not necessarily a vital role, and if you have a, a scaled guy go in there with very high damage, then 
he can cover, right? Like, it's like, it's okay. We have one guy who's literally doing 1K DPS, but we have a guy over here who's doing like 25 for a silver. I think we're okay, right? Um, more than enough. But a tank roll or a healing roll is pretty vital, and there's only one of those in, in group dungeons. So if they are doing incredibly poorly just via being new or skill choices and they don't have skill points to change it up or take advice it, it could make it very very unforgiving and if the players are a-holes make it seem like the community is uh, a, you know just a terrible community to be in which yeah. it's not yeah it's, it's always the way I mean that's why back ages ago when the wife and I used to run sort of the, the training dungeons is because she heals and I tank and we knew from there it didn't matter how, how inexperienced or useless the extra two people would be because we could essentially pretty much duo the dungeons anyway you just need someone to do va any vague kind of DPS would be enough mm -hmm. I mean there's, there's been fights hell there's the um, what's the, the the fungal grotto fight the nasty spider woman in the cave yeah yeah I, I've been in a group where everyone was dead so I had to solo it down on my tank and because he was built as the, this sort of healing slash tanking guy it was a slow slow fight but essentially we're still going to win because there's no way it's going to be able to kill me so I just slowly beat it to death so, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, so it's, if you've got the tank in it or a healer who's who's good then you can usually carry through so it's all fine and it's really an ideal world if you've got someone who's who's an ass you want them to be at least be a healer or tank so they're a key position um no offense to dps but i always think to myself they tend to then with an attitude i think you know what you're a dime a dozen to be honest we've just yeah. mentioned how there's a lot around so don't don't, don't be giving me attitude because the fact that we're struggling is because you're not playing if you want to be if you're that good you should frankly be playing a role a key role right you know, something we can't do without don't don't sit there in a role where essentially you've taken the sort of the easier route as it were and now complaining about the other guys because you've got a new guy who's never healed before a new guy who's never tanked before mm -hmm. well we know if you if your healer's never done it or your tanks have done it you're going to have some serious trouble so you know if you're the better player rather than being frustrated why don't you step up and say okay i'll go into my heal build or my tank build mm -hmm. and from there we'll be able to get through this dungeon it uh, might be slow going but we can do it yeah so either they don't have that build and therefore they've got no right to be moaning about the fact that others who have taken up that role aren't doing very well mm -hmm. uh, or they're just too lazy and they just rather be a bitch about it instead yeah and sadly, we don't want that because we want people to be this community has been so great that like, honestly, this is the first real dick I've run into. Like, I've not run into many. It's been few and far between. Now, this guy was obsessive. I'm talking like classic MOBA level dickish. And sorry for the people who play MOBAs, but you know who I'm talking about. Like, you know, those players and that's the right level back. he was. Yeah, no problem. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was, it was like, wow, like I reported him. Like I normally don't report to many people cause I really don't care, but I'm like, wow, he's just a massive dick. And you know, I don't, I don't get too many dicks, but or jerks for using that word, but jerks yeah. because, uh, and most, most of the time it's usually like I get a tank or something and he's pulling everything and it's like, don't pull the ads, just pull the boss. And they look at me and they're like, you know what? I know what I'm doing, bro. I'm going to pull it all. Don't worry. And it's like, all right, but we're, we're never going to finish, man. Stop pulling the ads. Mm -hmm. That happened to me last week. And it's like some people just aren't willing to take advice, even when advice very much needs to be given. So, Right. 
and I can even deal with those people. It's it, it you get those people. A lot of people who think when they know what they're doing, they know what they're doing, and they don't. When you you get one of those, and you're like, oh no, I'm gonna be in this dungeon for hours. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's unfortunately, as I always say, MMOs would be so great if it weren't for all the other people in them. Oh, um, definitely. <laughs> I, I could I agree with that. I uh, love that. It, it is. It's the, you're dealing with the human populace, but you're also dealing with the human populace who um, has the a- added bonus of anonymity from the Internet. So they can they can be more of a jerk than they would be in real life because there's really no repercussions. Oh, what happens? Yeah. They leave the group and what the chances that we're ever going to run across each other in a virtual world again are very limited. So it's like, who cares? Right. And if you do, they'll be leader again. And if you do, they'll be the leader again. Yeah. Um, so there are. It, it's just those areas that people people tend to act out and act in different ways because there are no repercussions in 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 real life. They would be like, you know, they may be furious and angry, but they're not going to do anything about it. They may huff and puff, or they may leave, but they're not going to do anything because there are repercussions for being that type of person, whether it be legal or. Uh, social or anything like that. Like you get that, I you get that stigma of man, this guy's a jerk. You, no one's gonna want to hang out with you, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the thing is, in a virtual world, you can literally just make a new character, and no one will know who you are. So people tend to favor the worst sides of the social structure just because they can get away with it. Um, oh my goodness, all that reminds me of it. it's not off topic, but it actually does kind of fit. Does anyone remember when Blizzard? announced that they were going to start using everyone's real names on the forums no no. (laughs) oh my god it was announced that like with the battle tags what they were going to do is they were going to make it mandatory for everyone to use their real names on the forums like what their account name was what was going to be their real name not their character name our battle tag it was going to be like whatever your name was on your billing statement and the reasoning behind it was then people wouldn't be jerks on the forums because people would be able to find them out. Well, there was such a a flare about it that they actually, you know, reneged on it and came back and, and they never did it. But that whole thing, people were terrified to have their real names out there if they were trolling or what. And some people had it for actual real reasons. And I can understand, like, not wanting to have your real name out there. Um, but a lot of the people went up against it because that just absolutely terrified people who were used to trolling or just being complete dicks on, on the internet. It's like, Oh my goodness, my real name's going to be out there. Now it quickly got shot down and they didn't do it. But the fact it was even announced. And one of the main reasons was it should keep people from being as jerky on the forums. That was, that was kind of funny. Oh, when I played on uh, EverQuest on, I played in a special server it's the role play server and you couldn't have alts on that one so you only had the one character that's good um yeah and given how tough it is to level i mean people obviously bitch about veteran ranks but it would take you about a whole evening session to maybe get to level two and a half mm-hmm. in, in that game so you know wow. if you're not even asked believe me you weren't planning on re-rolling your character anytime soon so <laughs> you had to be careful and there was, each server had its own sort of forums and it would have the blacklist there so people would very clearly mention such and such is an ass for this that, that or the other maybe it's a ninja looter so he steals everything or whatever the reason so reputation was everything 
on there because it could destroy you. Because in a game where you can't go around soloing everything, you mm-hmm. needed people. So it, it's it's a very it was a very different environment to what you get nowadays in games. Um, well, that's because there were repercussions for your yeah, actions because you time. needed other people. In and now, nowadays, you can just isolate yourself and go. Well, all right, if any if you guys don't like me, I'll just play by myself. Well, back in the day, you weren't able to just play by yourself or find other people to do it but older mmos the communities were smaller when there were only a thousand people on your server your name got around pretty well even even guilds you know if your guild had a reputation for being real arsy with people um it had problems because if you were the guild and you went to plane of fear or whatever and you guys all died well all that high-end gear you have is on your corpse and you can't get it back because you've got to try and get your corpse. And if you fail to kill all the monsters, every time you log in, you go in there, you're going to die. So you'd need another guild. It happened to our own guild when we were playing. We need another guild to come along and get in the zone for us to kill the monsters so that we could get our corpses back. <laughs> well, if you've got a reputation that sucks, you ain't going to get any help to get back in there and get your body and loot back. So that could be that could be 12 months of your life and your gear is just stuck. And you have to wait and hope another guild goes in there and raids it because obviously it's not, in, it's not instant. So you'd actually just hope someone's gone in there for their own raiding reasons so you can sneak in there and get everything back before the respawns happen. Right. Whereas, you know, whereas if you actually had a good reputation, you can say, hey, is anyone able to help out? And, you know, when it happened to us within... 15 minutes because I, I knew a guy because I'd grouped with one, his alt once upon a time because he had two accounts. You know, he brought in about 15 guys, sorted it all out, and, you know, we were back in action. But, yeah, God forbid you had a bad reputation on the server because you'd just been ignored. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the ignore function actually meant a lot more than it does today. Most people yeah. fill up their ignore list, but you didn't want to yeah. get an ignore my, list. My list is huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... It, ignore lists meant something back then because it wasn't maybe not even an in-game function your name went on a forum somewhere and people were like no just don't go near this person and well yeah because you'd shout oh looking for group in a zone or whatever and the first thing you'd actually do when you see the guy's names you'd actually probably pop onto the forum and just double check his name's not there somewhere because mm-hmm. you know if you're a farming place maybe a item or whatever the last thing you want is someone who's known for being a ninja looter turning up and jumping in stealing the loot and then disappearing Oh, so, yeah. yeah, you're very careful. So, you know, you, you screen people. It's like getting a, a phone call and you check what the number is before you actually answer, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right, right. No, that, that makes complete sense. And uh, oh, yeah. it is what it is. All right, um, let's see. A notification that pops you into the dungeon now. So, like, I know before when you when <laughs> the rare occasion that it actually did put you in a group, if you were signed up for multiple, you had no idea which group it was for. It's now going to do something similar to what Cyrodiil did, where you'll literally get, you have been, you know, your, your queue's now available. Hit E to enter, and then you'll enter at whichever group it is you went right into it. Uh, that's a nice that's a nice quality of life, really. Yeah. Nothing else. Um, I got fur on my face again. <sighs> does, it, does it tell you what role you've been picked for? Because um, that was always a pain. You, you click on a weapon and you turn up, and you have no idea whether or not you're actually supposed to be tanking, healing, or DPSing. If you open up the group menu, it normally tells you. Okay. Because it has those icons that represent it, and it's normally lit up whichever one you were supposed to be in. But uh, well, don't 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 you light those up personally? Or... You do. So but like then you again... can have you can have DPS and heals healer lit up at once. So it's an idea say, that I, you can do both. Because I tick all three, and then I'd get in the dungeon and like, right, who's yeah. the tank? Who's the healer? Because <laughs> I don't know if it's me or not. 
Well, if you're one of those guys who can do all three roles and you really are taking all of those, I guess you have the choice. Yeah, I'm, guess, I'm guessing there. you gotta. I'm guessing once you get into the dungeon, you gotta kind of figure out. Oh, am I being the tanker or the DPS in the situation? I'm all no we like, know. Like all we know for sure is that there is at least one tank, one healer, and two DPS. Yeah. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's a bad thing because you know at least it kind of encourages at least some vague conversation to go on. Yeah. Right. Is it me tanking or did you need something else? You know. The Otherwise, vines just... forbid that you actually communicate in an yeah. MMO. <laughs> pure silence yeah because yeah. i'm not actually used to looking for, obviously because it never worked so anytime i've ever been in a group it's always been actually from people shouting that they're looking for a tank and i'm like yeah. oh yeah i'll come along so i've never actually done the automated one before yeah I'm, I'm imagining there will be a little bit of conversation unless you open up the group list and go wow i'm the only one with the tank icon so i'm guessing i'm the tank yeah which nine times out of ten i guess you probably would be <laughs> yeah 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 so that that works out uh, final thing we'll talk about is they're adding loot bags to encourage people to use it. Good. I like it. Because um, that, that's really great. Um, what? Let's speculate what we think is going to be in it if we don't already know. Uh, oh, I got an idea. Okay. All right. We're going to have gear to decon, a soul gem, and maybe a malachite shard. That's what I say. A bunch of trash. That's <laughs> what's I'd like him to put in as a chance of getting the shoulder. Or that would be neat. That would be whatever. cool. Even if it was a super low chance, like a 1% like the chance. Key, like the silver key chance or whatever. Whatever. Just what, silver chance. key has a chance of actually getting uh, a shoulder? It's going to next, isn't it? When, when ah. the next match. Uh-oh, we've got to start saving those. Out. I think it's a tiny chance. I could have sworn that's what they said. I could be uh, imagining things. But I thought no, that could very well could be. Oh, and another public service announcement since you reminded me for the people. Save your keys. Because November 2nd, when the Orsinium patch comes out, uh, the only way to get the mercenary motif is via those dungeon bags. So save them. Run them, save them, open up, get get loots. So. Yay, another I, reason to do dungeons. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I know they don't have any type of currency system yet, and I really hope they add one, but the bags would be a great way of, of adding more of that. You know what I mean? Like, you can run a dungeon, let's just say you get five tokens or whatever it is, or whatever the currency is for finishing a dungeon. You can run that as much as you want. Well, once a day, you can do the pledge, or you can use a dungeon finder, get a reward, and get a bonus of an additional ten or something. Yeah, Rift did it really well doing that. It stacked up to seven times you could have it collected, so basically one a day. But yeah. it would refresh each day. So you, if you're on for one day, you might do dungeon five times and get the bonus five times. And then you might not be on for the next four days, so you'd add those four up again. Rather than being that if you miss a day, you've missed out. As long as you keep yourself below the seven, it, each day, you, you know, if you weren't on, you, you'd gain another use of the, the daily. And, and that's basically. wonderful. That, that's a great thing to do. I know Final Fantasy yeah. started doing that later as well because originally it was once a day, but if you by chance weren't on to run the dungeon that day, you only got the one chance. Like, I oh, Saturday, I have all day. I can run dungeon all day, but how it was before, you did it once, you got the bag, and that was it. They did something similar where every week you would get seven chances, and as the week went on, Sunday you had one chance, Monday you had two, you know, if you didn't use them. And by, by Saturday you had all seven. Yeah, which and is an awesome way doing it. Yeah, I, I agree. And I would really like to see that. That would be really great. I'd actually, to be honest, uh, it's obviously not so easy because the dungeons change, but in a way I'd like the daily dungeon things to sort of stack up as well. So of the week set of dungeons, you can sort of pick them from a list as it were. So come the Saturday, you can sort of 
see if you can get groups for each one. You know, they, they kind of do that already to an extent. Um, and I wish, like you said, they would allow us to do it. Every, well, they do maintenance every week. It would be nice if they just reset it during the maintenance. But, yeah, allowing you to pick up Undaunted more than once a day. Like, let's just say Tuesday you get one or Monday you get one. And by next Monday it resets again. So you can do multiple. That would be really cool to do. I would actually think that would be really neat. But the issue, I think, at that point would be um what dungeons are you gonna get right like how that's, gonna... that's where the complication comes in isn't it i mean seven no. days a week seven seven times in the week you should be able to get it and not i don't think it's that complicated but no no not if you not if they let you do it from the dungeon finder then then you just go and go okay i got spindle clutch well let me go ahead and just queue up for spindle uh zoss if you're listening definitely definitely think about letting us do that that would be really great especially for the people who can't play every single day but can play like 12 hours on a weekend, that'd be great to catch up. Because sometimes you just don't feel like doing a dungeon. Or the, the guys you were going to do in Trimble don't make it or whatever, and you just can't be bothered to sort of find a, another reason to go in. You think, ah, not tonight. I don't I don't feel like doing a looking for group tonight. You know, you're, you're too tired to deal with a bunch yeah. of strangers, so you just want to get them there. So yeah, just saving up so you can just get on. And also, like, it's a problem I've got with the game in general, or modern MMOs in general, I should say, because ESO doesn't stand out for this, is that. Sometimes I can't be bothered to get in a group or get a group together for the sake of essentially a 15-minute run. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what, we get together, we run it, it's like, uh, and we go our separate ways because there's no need to be in a group anymore. Um, so sometimes, just, you know, more often than not, I can't be bothered to do it simply because I don't feel like putting a group together for that 20-minute run. Um, if I could save up the dungeons, for example, suddenly instead it gets to the Saturday or whatever, it's like, you know what? My mate's on today, and I know such as from the guild's going to be on. It's like, hey, how do you guys want to do a run? We'll, we'll do seven dungeons in a row sort of thing. We'll spend our day running mm-hmm. the dungeons. Yeah, you can make days. a whole day out of it. Well, that, yeah, was it, that. It, I love that. Well, it's we do our... arranging. Oh, yeah. Well, we do that right now with our, our pledge nights on Tuesdays. But if we were able to save them up, I'd say we do it like on a Saturday or something, and we oh, could yeah. have up to like five dungeons. Well, that's yeah, it. The event, because that's it. You know, you do the event. Oh, okay, do our daily. It's a great idea for an event. But the problem is, essentially, like, that could be a 20 minute event. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, that's, the, that's, the pro- yeah. that's the problem. Everyone gets on a call and meets up for 20, 30 minutes, and then it's over, and it's like, and oh. Yeah, that's why it could be hard to get people for an event because like, they can't be bothered for like, oh yeah, for that that quick twenty minute run. So you know, it makes, people, it, makes it harder to get the people to come back. They're like, eh, well, that was just a short it's, little exactly. thing last time. Why should mm-hmm. I go do it again this week? Um, you know, and and the same with us because I gotta say, I've got a friend. He doesn't play as often anymore, but you know, if we give him a call, you know, send him a text, say, hey man, you want to come on and do something? You know, but we'll go group and do something. And oh yeah, I'll be there, but. It's not, it's not worth, you know, oh, yeah, stop what you're doing, pop online, and we'll spend 20 minutes doing a dungeon. It's like, nah, nah, it's not worth it. But if you're saying, hey, man, Saturday, we've got a whole collection of dailies worth to do. Come on, we'll spend the whole afternoon just chilling out on the headset, playing through the dungeons. Drinking it, some mead. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's just really making it a proper event of it. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, because when DSA was all the rage, at least that was a, a long, especially if you're learning the place, it could take you hours and hours. And yeah. while it was tiring, it was it was a a real group experience you know you were there for a good few hours getting through it and it was it was a worthwhile thing you know we we would arrange that, that was something we'd worthwhile say hey what are you doing wednesday you, you know you're gonna be around from seven we'll we'll jump on and we'll we'll go we'll go through the game and be like yeah yeah I'll, I'll be there and you know so that's that's what we do and it was worth it but obviously now that it's kind of obsolete stuff now 
and the dungeons are 20 minute runs it's just not the same anymore so I, I think it'd be a great idea just to let you save them up and really blast them out with your friends especially if it's you've already got your perfect dungeon set for your build and you yeah. don't really need anything else and i mean helms are great and all but like the keys are great because at this point they're adding things into the undaunted that are going to make it better if they start adding dungeon currencies which i really hope they do especially when they start doing the uh season type gear um having them as a way of going well i may not be directly increasing my character's power now but i'm doing something that will allow me to do it in the future right um and you know that would work incredibly well and i, I really really like that kind of of that kind of play style i mean um, add to that as you say about the important gear or whatever it's the same principle. like i don't have the perfect shoulder and head combos likely yeah. the, the trait the traits aren't right but yeah. again i'm not i'm not logging on getting my friends together to do a 20 minute piddly run just on the off chance i might get a shoulder and it might be the right one and it might be the right trait but if i'm going to rinse them through get seven at once do the keys and then just go is it there is it there i'll do that you know it just you know so it is it's incentive enough if i could do it in bulk and make it a real worthwhile mm -hmm. session it's not incentive enough to sort of drip feed each day sure and adding more things into those bags that are valuable, super rare things that you can then, that aren't buy and don't pick up that or sell, that may just be convenience items or, uh, I don't know. Like, I know one of the things that Guild Wars 2 has is uh, a permanent bank access. And you could do it, I don't know, like, a, there's a lot, Elder Scrolls with their lore, I don't know, it could be like a tome or something that would create a portal to the bank that would allow you to access your bank from anywhere. But make it super rare. Bind on, bind on pick up when you use it. But you could sell it until then. But make it if it's like a point zero one, the chances of them hitting the market, they would go for a good amount of money, and people would do the dungeons just at the off chance that they get one, and then they either use it or sell it. Things like that are are things that are, are really 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 great to do, and, and that's actually another thing they can do for. I know. They added for cash shop value is they they added those convenience items like the, like a scroll that would allow you to respec or you know access your bank and you could buy them with gems and Guild Wars too, but they they gave a permanent item in game with a super low drop chance and it was tradable so people had something to do. It's like well if you really want the access you can buy like fifty uses for like you know five dollars or whatever or you could save up and maybe by playing the game, maybe get a permanent access things like that. I don't know. That, that's just an example, not necessarily saying anything, but adding rewards into the bags that are more than just the crap items. We were talking about like the rewards of the worthy, um, unless it was a chance of getting maybe like a legendary, uh, version of something like you got with like the top 2% of Cyrodiil, maybe that would be worthwhile as well. But, or, or some of the more upper uh, motifs like primal and barbaric. Yeah. And also do those. Yeah. And even the, it, the, the best part about these bags are if you give the loot bags, you can really throw about anything you want in there. If you just adjust the, the values, right. And then it's, it's a surprise goodie bag. Oh, look, I got a primal motif. Oh, that's a, that's a good 20 K. Yay. Or I got, 
you know, our own average, you open up and get a few pieces of gold and a random yeah, or a couple, item. a couple malachite shards, and you're like, oh, cool, I got a couple shards. Yeah, things like that. There are things you can do to make these bags valuable without breaking the game and giving people that little bit of a chance of, I want to run this because who knows what magical things could be in this bag today, right? Open it, or even just imperial, dungeon loot. Imperial Serata. Yeah, or yeah. even just dungeon loot. Yeah, a small you know, chance eb- at dungeon loot. V16 ebony armor or whatever. You know, the stuff that drops in there, the unique sets that drop in dungeons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, An extra not? chance of those. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot you can do with the with the mystery bags and, and things yeah, like that. even with the existing content on existing gear, you can do a lot with it, so... Yeah. Excellent. Um, that's uh, about it we had for today, guys. That was about it. There really wasn't a lot of news out, but we really want to talk about this, because this is something that, at least in modern MMOs and the type of gameplay it is, this game severely lacked in because of the dungeon finder was there it just wasn't working as it should and uh i think they're in a, a a good place right now especially with like the battle leveling so it's not a whole bunch of i got into a group oh great i'm with a group of vr2s or something like that and i really wanted it to be higher with it being scaled it makes it so that the the entire populace now has a better chance of getting into these dungeons um the the math is easier to compute because they literally just have to uh you know throw it in there it's i'm excited i'm really excited for this all right guys let's talk about what we did this week in game um avi no esteldine you go first yeah go with me first uh again i haven't actually got around to playing i'm still on the verge of recovery but mm-hmm. soon i'll be back in game is there anything you're looking forward to doing when you're back in game? Uh, getting my uh, DK closer towards VR 14, 15, 16 would be nice. Getting gold content finished with him, and then probably by then walking straight into Ossinium. Nice. So I should run straight from there on. Get ready to update all of uh, the build guides for uh, 2.1. Or wait, what are we up to now? 2.2? 2.2. Yeah, yeah, with the new gear coming out. That's. Uh should all be set i mean funny enough i did kind of update them i thought well actually with 2.2 come the gears all going to change again anyway yeah so i'll wait yeah yeah we we definitely have some things like that that need to be be changed or whatnot so on the uh, bright side minimal changes to weapons and class skill line so that's an easy update to 2.2 that's just <laughs> changing the title nice nice okay uh avi all right, so uh, my week's been pretty calm too. Even though I've been playing a lot, I've just been playing a lot on one character, and that's my Breton Templar, uh, a female. Her name is Estelle of Estelle of the North, mm-hmm. and she's she's easily becoming my favorite, my favorite character. She's the one that I want to get to BR sixteen. She's gonna become my main. I'm just I'm loving her. I want to start healing. I'm I'm completely pumped for this. So my goal is just get her to VR sixteen. I got my knife blade to VR 14, and I set him down right away and went, all right, I'm done with you. And so I'm working on her, uh, having some fun. We just got into Rivenspire, or we just finished Rivenspire. I, got, I, I did it all in one day, sorry. So, you know, I, I'm into Doomcrag right now, just finishing it up. So that should be fun. And uh, that's pretty much been it. But one of the things I've kind of realized about my new way of leveling is like... Uh, 
Uh, how do I say this? Okay, my Imperial Templar, my main character, all of his, like, weapons are, like, his restoration staff is, like, at level 3. His uh, sword and shield is at, like, level 5. Like, everything is really low except bow and two-hander are both at 50. And that was kind of one of the problems I had when I was leveling him. But now, with my new way of leveling, my Templar... My Templar already has level 50 in all armor stats. Four of her weapons. My Khajiit Nightblade has all of the weapons level 50. All the armor is level 50. Everything's pretty much maxed out besides the uh, the PvP bars and the Undaunted bars. Because I haven't been doing pledges with him yet. So uh, I'm finding a new way to... A new way to level, which is really nice. I think I might even start working on a little uh, written guide for it, just because. Uh, yeah, and I've heard some people have been asking for a good, uh, a good leveling guide, and I think I'd be really good at doing that for the simple matter that I've leveled everything what, under eight, the sun. A a alts, four templars, two DKs, a sorcerer. I think I think I'd be pretty good at it. So I'm Thank already you. started. Yeah, so I'm already starting working on that. So. Uh, a little teaser hopefully that will come out sooner than later but yeah that's pretty much been my week just uh, trying to figure out good ways for leveling leveling my alts and uh getting ready to delete one of my poor dc guys so i can make my fancy nord dragonite you have uh, chosen well sir yeah i I'm, I'm gonna take him slow though you know i'm not i have no rush on getting this guy to vr 14 or anything like that i'm gonna learn how to tank with him very slow get get into some low level dungeons and learn tanking kind of like what we said before how nowadays you can get in this game and you can play it up to vr14 and have no idea about your class and no idea about what your class can do so i'm trying to uh trying to do the opposite with some of these new guys and actually learn tanking and healing from low levels all the way up to end game very nice very nice and that's been about my week Okay, um, I have to open up the thing here because I know I've done some things, uh, and I didn't write almost any of them down. Okay, well that's unfortunate. Um, I know we ran pledges. I know we did Imperial City. Um, we were doing sewers, I think, right? Like we had. Obby, yeah, we did there. the sewers with Ark and yeah. uh, Ark and Oh um, Sam, Sucaria. Sam, there. Yeah. Sam. Uh, which was really cool because I know Sam hadn't been there before, so we got to actually take someone in and got all the way down to the um, the final event down there, and he got to see all that, and we got to fight some some different people, and uh, kind of neat. I got to see uh, Lefty Lucy. If you guys uh, follow the PvP scene, he does a lot of videos and stuff like that. He's a um, I actually got to fight him in the, the in the sewers. I got my butt handed to I was me. Gonna say, we got killed by him in the sewers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things where when you're completely built for PVE, I I have nothing in terms of meta for for PvP. Like my skills are all designed around optimal DPS uh, for for um, PVE. And that does not really bode super well for PvP because I have like no snares on my bar. I have no shutdowns, nothing like that. It's so that makes it rather difficult. Um, I did get one perfect row just now, and that was exciting. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, I literally, because while I've been here, I've just been like, you know what? I'm just going to fish while I do these because I never fish. I'm like, I'm just going to fish while I do the shows from now on. And I got one perfect row because I went and opened everything. Um, so yay there. Um, cause I'll cook that up into some Sigic Ambrosia potions and sell those, make some money. Um, the other thing that I know I did is I, I was telling you earlier, I think it, it happened today, uh, Sunday that, um, what I had done was I saw someone advertising in chat that they were trying to, um, sell the the claws the bloody claws and they were selling 60 for 45k and i jumped on that because i had like 60k on me and i hadn't banked it yet because normally every time i hit over 10k i put 10k in my bank and it's just a way of me not spending it because it's not on my character um and that's worked out for me but i hadn't got a chance to bank yet i sold a couple things on on uh, the market board and I had a little bit of excess cash. And I was like, you know what? What the heck? I haven't opened one of those in a while. So I'll go ahead and do that. Um, so I went and I, I went to go do that. And it was really cool because what I got out of it was for 45K, I got my VR16 necklace of agility, which I needed Bastard. for my build with the robust trait, not some crap trait. So that was like... I don't know, almost a hundred K worth necklace for me. Um, now I used it. I didn't sell it because, you know, I was looking to buy it and I wasn't seeing anyone selling it for less than like 120 K or something like that. And I, I have the money, but I'm kind of a, a what's the word? Cheapskate. I wasn't going to use cheapskate, but yes, I, I'm the same way. I got the gold for the agility set, but I don't want to let my gold go. Yeah. I was going to, oh, miser, miser is the word I was looking for. Um, because, yeah, I didn't want to spend it on that because I would rather play the game to get it. Like, yeah, I like having the gold so I can do certain things, but I'm hoping that gold is used heavily for housing. So I'm trying to save on that. And I just like to have a stockpile. I just, I, I like to be like Scrooge McDuck, jump into my giant, you know, Scroogean vault and just dive through the coins. You know, that's, that's what I like to do. Um, so I didn't, I, I didn't buy it, but I got that necklace. So that immediately made me super excited. So I put that on. I also got, uh, Zivkin bows, which I hadn't had. So I learned that and, oh, excuse me. And I got an agility, uh, a shield of, of agility with a divines trait on it. And according to my uh, master merchant, it goes for somewhere in the 20 to 30 K range. So if I sell that, I made back the majority of my money. I got a Zivkin piece of the motif that I didn't have before and the necklace that I needed for my build. So it was a very profitable turn of phrase for, you know, that I, that I did. I'm like, I could have got crap, but I actually got three things that were all super useful. Yeah, I mean, you got lucky. That's a nice one. Yeah. I mean, I got a, a motif page I didn't have. And even if I didn't have it, I could sell it. And it's bows, so it's a popular one. Um, well, I guess not super popular because bows are kind of got nerfed to heck and back again. Um, but it's still more popular than, say, belts. Belts is kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, who cares? But if you get one of the bigger pieces or a weapon, they generally go for a little bit more because people like using them, right? And they're visible. 
Um, so that that went well, and the shield wasn't worthless. It didn't have some crap trade on it or bad skills. It was actually really good, and it's actually a really good trait. Uh, and of course, then I got my perfect necklace, and not one with a crappy arcane trait or something when I'm doing a stamina build. Um, segueing right into that, I guess I should probably mention that I have given up on the battle mage. Oh, oh man. Yeah, you notice I've been saying stamina again. Um, yeah, I you changed. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I really wanted to test out the build in in our pledge night, but we didn't have a healer, so I had to go on my sorcerer, my VR2 sorcerer. And so I, I, I did that. So I didn't get to try it out. So I did a pug with it. And thank goodness the pug I was with was really good because I was watching my DPS numbers and they were absolutely terrible. They were like 3K was all I was doing. And how did you manage that? I don't know if it was just the gear I was using or the, the, the build I was looking at was requiring you need a lot in uh, thermitage to for magic damage. The problem is you also need a lot of points all the way around. The build I was looking at kind of works with like 300 and some odd points. And I only have like 150. So I don't know if my thermitage wasn't enough. If if my if my um, if my not, my skills were good the way they were like it in PV or in questing and stuff like that and, and in Craglorn, um, I felt like you could just never kill me because I was literally taking on Craglorn bosses solo because I was just regenerating so much health with puncturing sweep and it was it was a really neat build. It felt powerful. But when you actually sat down and looked at the numbers, you realize it's like, wow, I'm literally doing nothing. No, you're definitely doing something wrong, man. I, I, I don't know what I was doing wrong. And what it, I love about that build is the fact that it is, A, it's easy to do. B, it is cheap to start up. I recommend it to any Magicka build type guy because I used, or well, I still do because I haven't changed my gear, martial knowledge, which isn't even VR14 because the VR12 stuff's like five and a gold a pop. So I wear four of those bits. My jewelry, I'm only using the crappy four pieces of healer. So I'm not even using the Cyrodiil's light stuff because I'm mm -hmm. too lazy to buy them as well. Um, I got the Torugs on. What was it? No, it's four Magnus now. So four Magnus, four of the, uh, is it four of the martial knowledge? And then the four jewelry, the three jewelry, and then one, one other piece of healer. And that stuff gets you well over 10K easy. Um, in fact, I think I was hitting close to in raids you're talking between 15 and eighteen thousand at that point um can, can you tell me what the martial knowledge because my build was literally i had well my you use the weird stuff magnus and something else don't you eyes of mara now magnus yeah. and eyes of mara are essentially the exact same set except for the five set but i was i was using two four pieces I, eyes of mara gives you two sets of spell power yeah no 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 no, no the, the, the eyes of mara is the exact same thing as um, Magnus. It's just the things are switched uh, yeah. around. Like the, the yeah. sets, like I think, what is it? Uh, Magicka Recovery, Spell Damage, and Magicka. Those are the three pieces. Those are, those are it's identical. So that's why I was using it because I'm like, well, they're essentially the same thing and I'm getting two four set bonuses. Um, yeah, they're the same thing, but, you're, but you're, compared to Marshall, you're missing out a whole extra spell power set. Mm. Marshall has two spell power sets, and so that gives it. So I 
And yeah, but you're dual wielding too. Yeah, like, I, would, I was dual wielding. So if you go, you I would lose good. something with the two hander. Yeah, you would. But that's yeah. So yeah, you're missing the stone from the two hander. Hmm. That makes it a little trickier. But then I'd even then I'd probably go with. For, well, nowadays I'd go with five Kagranax anyway, um, mm. and then I'd probably go two Torugs. Okay. Uh, and then you can do the three healer jewelry pieces plus one more. Would you so, recommend so, the uh, the the willpower set if you happen to oh, get God, it? Oh yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. If you've got the willpower set, yeah, take that. Definitely. I'm just I, I just I don't know why I was doing so poorly. Like I was doing five light one, you know, for the undaunted, but my DPS was just abysmal. Like you have, the, do you have to build up on on DCN or uh, never get I that one done? Because I didn't do that one because it was literally I was just using um what's his name's from Tamil Foundry, so I wasn't just gonna essentially nick his build and put oh, it on yeah. there. So there wasn't much I changed of it. Um, but well, yeah, now it's um let me let me look here real quick and i can tell you what i was running for skills and i don't have loads of um points either so i've got the 30 points in whatever tree needs for the the crit and for the the rest thermator so i was only running about 30 points or so in thermitage for wow i used um see i i you i would recommend against using the uh crescent sweep at lower level uh, at lower champ points, I, I would say stick with the Mage Guild, um, the Meteor. You'll get more out of it because the Crescent Sweep only comes into play, I think, when you've got a lot of Thaumaturge, like yeah. practically max. Yeah, I was using Puncturing Sweep. Actually, i got to pull it up here. Um, let me catch this one fish. And I was using that ultimate, um, but I did have the Mage's Guild on the other one, but I was just doing so very poorly. Like, I, I couldn't die. We were fighting the first boss in Crypt of Hearts, and I just could not die. I mean, I had one healer, the tank died, the other DPS died, and I was and there was at least a dozen enemies on us, and I just was not dying. But I just, I don't know, I just was not doing that good in terms of damage. Why? Well, AOE wise, you won't. Mind you, on the boss, should be right. But AOE wise, you won't if you're using the puncturing sweep. Because it doesn't do that good. It's well, great. even on single target, I was doing terrible. Like it was just really, really bad. But I was using puncturing sweep. I was using what was the other thing I was using? Oh, I had uh, the opposite of dark flare, the solar flare one. That oh, that was part of my AOE build. Yeah, uh, barrage from the other. Now bar. my AOE build for my AOE was doing like twenty eight k when yeah, it was a lot. Because I was using that, I was using Blazing Spear, and that was pretty much my only things I used. I just I kept popping those, and that was enough to nuke everything. Um, rune Focus, so it was uh, Puncturing Sweep, Rune Focus, and then what was the other? Uh, structured Entropy, and then um, Mage Light, and what was the fifth skill then? So it would have been Puncturing Sweep. Puncturing Sweep, I'm counting here. Puncturing Sweep, Mage Light, Structured Entropy, Rune Focus, and there was one more skill. Why am I drawing a blank? I, I can't remember for the life of me what it was. Uh, you're a finisher. Destructive Oppression. Or radiant. Oh, Radiant Oppression. Whatever. Yes, thank you. Yes, the Execute. Yes. And that was my build then with, I used the, 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 the Adric Spear Ultimate, the easy one. 
Um, but I was only doing 3K, and I was uh, was it my gear that was so bad? Like, uh, well, I don't know what jewelry you were using. I was just so. using random purple jewelry VR. So. Yeah, just reduce spell cost with Magicka. There was really no set bonus or nothing. So you're already losing one from... Uh, so you, yeah, so you've lost one set from your, your actual gear, and you've lost another spell power from your jewelry, basically, because you haven't got one there. So that's spot 250, or willpower is even more, so you're probably losing about 300-odd spell power there. And that would um, equate to 7k DPS loss, at least? Uh, no, I don't know. Maybe yeah. No, I don't know if it's bit because you don't really need to weave other than a weird light attack weave, right? Like the uh, red. Uh, I <laughs> I do weave with um. Well, I just um, do a light attack. I like a light attack at the end of a puncturing sweep. Yeah. Sorry uh, to interrupt, I, but I found you, dude. Yeah, I've, been looking, I I've been looking for you this whole episode, and I found you. I know. I, I saw this guy swinging at me, and I'm like, "Who is this?" And I highlighted over and saw Raz. I'm like, oh, "It's Avi." <laughs> you just saw him in Craglore, and you heard me talking about. I'm just fishing in episodes, and you've been searching for me. Nice. Yep. Right around <laughs> water. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, Obviously, timing the light attack weave is great, but it's not going to take 7,000-odd off your DPS if you don't get it. Um, well, the difference is, like, I, I have a, my ping is really bad. Well, that's what I know. So, so it's, But, yeah, it's not going to destroy your DPS. So essentially, you should still try but and get a light I'm attack. I'm still in. doing, like, even with the stamina build, though, I'm doing so much better. Like, I was doing anywhere from the 8 to, even, even with really high latency, I was looking at at, at least 10k on stamina. Yeah. I, well, I mean, stamina will, will always come out on top, but yeah, you should. Well, yeah, not so. by that much. <laughs> no, no, so I, I would say it um, definitely went wrong there. Because I, mean, I run with a ping of about 120 to 160. Um, yeah, that's so what I run decent. average, somewhere in the yeah, 200. Yeah, so it's decent, but not. Well, well, that's not great, but it's not crippling. It doesn't, it doesn't, I can still time it where my light attack happens right as the last sweep happens. And mm -hmm. it's, it can be a bit off sometimes, but it, it's not. It, it, it shouldn't equate to such a huge drop. No, yeah, so something definitely uh, odd was going around there. Cause... Maybe I'll try it again. I don't I don't know. Like, I really did feel invincible as the Battle Mage with the Magicka because that puncturing sweep just does so freaking much healing back to you. It's it's amazing when I used to run when I used to do the vet DSA. It was great knowing that when things went wrong, my character could keep going. I think in one of them, in fact, actually was actually on the stream where they, everyone died except me, and I just carried on hitting away and then killed everything, threw a few reses out. It's just it, it's a nice build to stay alive and kick some butt. Well, I was really looking forward to it because of the Maelstrom Arena, so I was looking for something that had a little bit more. Like I wanted, I, as a stamina, I can come up with a. Uh, a survivable build at the at the expense of a lot of DPS, right? Like, do yeah. split, spread some stuff out, get some magicka. Like, my DPS will go down. But I wanted a build that I could kind of go into anything with. Yeah, I don't have to be the top of the meters, but I want to be competitive. The only way I can get a stamina to have that kind of self sustain because I don't have the uh, what is the the resolve yet. So, like, if I could, if I could run and keep resolve running and rally running, I'd have two hots ticking off me. Would be fairly decent, but it still doesn't have the survivability that I felt puncturing sweep did by still doing damage. 
Like, I was still doing damage, I was still wrecking face, and I thought it was going really, really, really well. Um, I, I don't know. It just, I don't know what I was doing wrong in that case. Like, I just don't have a darn clue. And I was kind of upset about it, especially after I ran that dungeon. I was just so angry at myself that I'm like, I'm going back to stamina. Even with my inability to actually weave effectively, I'm still pooling at least the minimum DPS value for trials, you know, and, and the the eight to nine K. And I know I could get it higher if I could weave better. It, it, there's such a delay, like even my weapon swap for buffing is very difficult to do because there's such a delay in weapon swap for me that it's hard to run both bars. And I know that's really hurting my 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 chances, right? Which is one of the great things that Magicka build is you don't need to swap unless you're AoEing, so you've got a single target bar and an AoE bar. Yeah, and that worked wonderfully for me because I'm like, this is fantastic. You know, I can just do everything I really needed. Again, I was only running VR 14 gear because I wasn't going to waste the stuff on it, but it, it still shouldn't have been that low. Like, because I'm only running VR 14 gear now on my stamina and still doing better than what I was doing then. Yeah, I mean, like 3k, that should have been just doing light attacks for the whole fight. Yeah, I, I don't know why I was doing so absolutely. And I was using a two-hander because I do love my two-handers. I really don't like dual wield. I know it's not optimal, but aesthetically, I just I prefer the two-hander. It's just how it is. So. Because, of course, even with the light attacks being a bit off at the end of the day, because you're magical build, the light attacks you do isn't much damage anyway so it's not like it really makes or breaks the build because you're probably not even doing a thousand damage per light attack anyway yeah it's just it's ultimate generation is the only reason why you're yeah. even doing it yeah ultimate and just a tiny bit more damage because every yeah. counts but yeah so yeah i don't yeah. know why i was doing so terrible i mean maybe if i had better like what if judging from a two-hander perspective okay like just I'm going two-hander here. What would your opinion be? Like, what would you recommend that I do for gearing without spending uh, an arm and a leg? Let's just put it like this, just to start out. Because I would like to give it another shot because I really feel for, like, Maelstrom Arena that that build would have been amazing for Maelstrom just because of the insane survivability. But I need to be able to do more than 3K DPS. Yeah, um, oh, as I say, I start with a five set of the Kagonex, or obviously, come Ossinium, you could go with the Julianos set, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It'd be the same sort of thing. And then I'd probably do two Torgs. And I'd say that leaves you space for the three cheapy, because healer jewelry costs nothing these days. So, three of those pieces. And then, what, the belt, healer's belt, or whatever? That should equal the eight, eight pieces, I think, overall. Would it? I mean, okay, let's uh, just say five so, so character acts for five, now. Five armor, five armor pieces, and then that leaves you three more armor slash weapon slot, and then three jewelry. So yeah, you've got six slots left. So yeah, Torgs will take two pieces. Which would be like my weapon and one yeah, other piece. And, one other. and then you would have a three set bonus from the jewelry, which would be the healer. Which would still leave one armor piece left to be the fourth piece of healer. Because that would be the 11 slots, wouldn't it? Five three and four no that's 12 and that's too many yeah no i'm sitting here going i'm looking here at one two three four five no yeah right like, yes yeah, it's because i used to play with four four tonight okay yeah yeah so, so we but, do five set of of Kagnarx for now but then julianus later so there we go so we got our five that leaves us a two armor and a weapon so that leaves us yeah, with so three two, yeah so two torgs and uh, then 
not much else you can do with that weapon, unfortunately. Well, unless unless it's a th- no, you'd be able to go set. three unless you were going with an art. Like I was using yeah, Mole sorry. Kenna, but right. you would want to yeah. use Mole Kenna because it adds one twenty nine spell damage for its one set. Right, no, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah, because yeah, so you've so got five you, pieces used up. So you've now got, let's say you've got five pieces done. You've got the head and the shoulders left, and you've got the weapon. Yeah, so you'd be able to do right, five yeah, so. Kagnaraks, two Torigs, one Moleg Kenna for the spell damage because it does well, add no, one twenty nine. Well, no, that that one. Well, yeah, you could do Moleg Kenna otherwise, but I'd say otherwise you've got three jewelry pieces and that one leftover part. So that'd be three jewelry plus one more healer piece. So hmm. that would give you the fourth healer. Okay. You go um, or, you'd say, have to drop or, the Moleg Kenna. Yeah, well, that, I'm basing that on going with the cheap. Obviously, if you've got the willpower jewelry, that's three jewelry, and you've got the Moleg Kenna. Yeah. That's your ultimate setup. Three willpower pieces, the Moleg Kenna, five Kragnax or Julianus, and then two Torox. Okay. And then you're rocking serious spell power. And... I'm literally going right now to craft the stuff. I don't even know why. Like, I, I, I want that Magicka build to do better. Because right now, the Stamina build is fine as it is. Like, it's really not that bad. Like, I do like it. Um, I do like some of the extra... Nothing is quite as good as the dodge, but the problem is the dodge isn't even that good anymore because of the compounding cost. Yeah. Like, once upon a time, I'd be able to dodge every which way, but I was not running out of Magicka at all. Like, I just literally was never running out of Magicka. Because if, yeah. as long as I was standing in that rune focus, I just never ran out of Magicka. So well, that's another thing to keep in mind, though. I mean, depending on how your magic's going, you might not even need to recast the rune every time because it lasts 20 seconds anyway. And depending on how the fight's going in your magic, you can probably kill it before you need to recast. And you do not have to stay in the circle. So don't worry about recasting it every time you've moved. You get the magic regen regardless of where you are. Really? I did not yes. know that. So you're not stuck in there. So obviously if you're if you're currently recasting that whenever you move, that's gonna waste DPS or you know, if you if you worry about that, you plop it down. As long as you're not going a million miles away, it still gives you the magic buff. That might have been part of my problem then, because I really was casting every time that I wasn't standing out of it. Because I know it's the seven second whatever, but that might have just the buff, but that might have just been the spell protection that you have to stand in it for the armor. Yes, that lasts eight seconds when you leave. Certainly, it never used to, and I don't think it changed because I'm sure I double checked it when someone had thought it had changed, but it didn't seem to have. So, you should find you don't have to move or you don't have to stay in it. So, you can go wherever you want, you don't have to recast it. And it also makes a difference because obviously, when you're trying to fight in DPS and if you're trying to stay in the circle, you probably keep sort of looking down and sort of paying attention to what you shouldn't be. Going, Am I still in the circle? <laughs> so, yeah. that's going to distract you from doing what you need to do. And yeah, so don't recast it, just let it go until it runs out. Okay. That freely. Maybe I'll maybe I'll spend the money in respec then and, and play with it. Because it's only cost me about fifteen K to respec total. Because yeah, with all the points I have. Respecting it. Uh oh, actually, no, hold on. No, hold on. Hold on a minute. Because I actually have all of the <laughs> let me see here. Uh in fact, yeah, because if you if you've got the armor points, yeah, you don't need to. Uh, no, unfortunately, this time I didn't put all the armor points in because I think I messed around with it and was playing around with some different stuff. So I would need to to respec because I don't have the light armor and I only have four skill points left, which is not enough to get all of the light armor bonuses. So ah, fair enough. 
Um, but again, it's only 15k total. It's like 12k for the sp- the amount of points I have, and then 3k for the. Uh, well, actually, no, it'd be more than that. It'd be like 18 because of the um, points I would need to do for uh, respecting the champion points and attributes because I'm full 64 in stamina now, but I'd have to go to Magicka. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, 20k is not really that much money. It's really in the long run not that much money but i really did like that build like it just it felt very reactive like i i I don't like rally but i feel like i don't have the survivability without it because it's literally you hit it and you forget about for 30 seconds i mean i guess you sort of got the similar thing but like the healing comes on that build the minimal healing through actual doing skills puncturing sweep to keep you alive you don't need to really worry that much about it there and as a magicka build i was able to i could do things like be a quasi off healer because i have magic i throw breath of life on my aoe bar for instance and oh if, yeah i always have that there and if i there. yeah if i need to heal it's just swap my aoe bar throw out a few lights or a breath of life's and and then i'm i'm golden um, and I really like that idea, but I just felt so weak in that dungeon, so disgusted with my performance. The group I was with was wonderful. They're like, don't worry about it, man. I'm like, I am so sorry, guys. I, I'm i still new to this build. I wanted to test it out. I thought it was going to be better than this, but I am terrible at this. I am so sorry. I felt awful. I was like, dude, you guys can – I'll leave if you want. This is awful. But they're like, no, no, we'll finish it. So those were some great players I was with. Uh, and the DPS I was with was like, it's okay, dude. I'm doing like 30k DPS single target. Uh, you could do, literally do nothing if you wanted, and you'd be fine. Um, but I just I felt so bad. I was I I hated it, and I immediately right after that I just dropped the cash and went and respec because I'm like I know I can do better in this other build. Um. I think the other thing for aesthetic wise, while I do love the melee weapons, like I really do like that battle mage style because it makes me feel more like a Templar because I'm using my stamina build. The only real Templar abilities I use is biting jabs, which is the majority one I'm using before. And, and the, uh, the light one, the power of the light. And that's, that's yeah. it. That's all I'm using. And I really, that doesn't make me feel very Templary because they both have very minimal spell effects, but like standing in the circle gives me that glowy feeling the biting like there were just a lot of the abilities that made it feel like wow i'm doing really good here like the, the aoe solar barrage yeah it just feels awesome yeah yeah even shooting at that fireball around you is just brilliant even not needing uh flawless dawnbreaker on my bar because then i was oh, able God, to yes. uh use the the sweep attack while it doesn't look overly great you get that pulsating light off of you that just makes you feel like a holy templar right like you're just beaming because after you do that attack you also do a little bit of aoe damage to everything around you for a few seconds after so you're literally radiating light and just aesthetic wise i really like that build and with well, my that's big- the only reason i went with magica i couldn't have done it otherwise for that build as i say you feel like a proper warrior templar type guy yeah melee you look glowing, funky, cool. It's just everything you could want. Yeah, and that's why I really like it, because I am a melee guy. I prefer melee, and that's what I like to play. Like, I don't want to play anything else. I like being in the thick of combat. I, 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 like you, I hate that the staves. I just, I, 
I, I feel weird holding the stick of wood. It's just like, no, this is not a proper man's weapon. Give me a blade. Yeah, exactly. So I love that I don't have, to have that on either bar. And it's just, it just feels right. And I even wear heavy chest anyway. So I've got plate mail chest mm-hmm. on. And I think it's actually my shoulders I use for medium. Because it's not optimal, but I didn't like the cloppy. Well, like. using Mole Kenna, Mole Kenna has that metal shoulder even look better, anyway. Yeah. Uh, see, this is Zoss. This is where it's perfect if you ever introduce that individual, like the Rifts wardrobe system, where we could just make whatever armor we wanted look like it. That would even be better, because then we could really go crazy. Um, but yeah, no, I run with the Mole Kenna. One of the reasons why I love the Mole Kenna is it looks like the Emperor outfit, the Emperor yeah. armor. Yeah, with the, the shoulders except- look so cool. It does, and I do like it. I mean, looking good is half the battle. So I do the heavy chest. I have the Mole Kenna, which right now is light, but preferably medium would be what I would want for it. Actually, no, it wouldn't. Light is perfect for a Magicka build um, because you would want to put medium on, like, legs or something. Yeah, head or legs. Head or legs, or head or because of the extra armor. I think I'll do head just because I generally don't show my helm anyway, so I don't really care what the helm looks like, right? It just doesn't matter to me. As long as you can get some decent-looking light pants, otherwise, which, of I, course, if you're crafting it, you will, I, I suppose, you just get a decent pair. I uh, I normally... Ma- I, well, my last time I did it, I made Daedric because I like the robe look. Do you know what I mean? Oh, uh, okay, yeah, the little half give, robe. Yeah, and I think the Daedric's the only one with that. I think. Because I like the lower half being the robe. Yeah, I don't know. I just because I, I I'm right now I'm wearing the the battle mage costume right now because of that fact. I like the heavy armor, chest, shoulders, and gloves. But then I'm wearing the robe for the lower half, and I, I love that look. Um, I don't know. Like I really, I really do want that Magicka build to be better, just because I can use more of the skills. It just looks awesome. Yeah, something must have gone weird because, as I say, it's it does work. You get high numbers and weaving. Well, it's good to do. It's even less important because obviously on stamina, your weaves do a lot of damage. Where yeah, the Magicka do. build, they don't even reach a thousand. I don't think so. The fact that you don't do it in perfect timing every second or 0.8 seconds or whatever doesn't as really matter. As long as you do it every uh, every well, six seconds to keep the buff up, you're almost... Yeah, well, you want to do it after every week, uh, every attack, obviously. Yeah. It's extra damage. But yeah, if you accidentally missed one and it's gone straight to the next puncture sweep, it's not like your DPS has just dropped in half. You've, you've lost almost nothing. But... Yeah, because on stamina builds, your light attacks literally make up like 30% of your damage. Yeah, they like... do thousands. It, it's very very high up there and if you if you're not actually doing uh stamina then then yeah i guess it wouldn't it it you, your light attacks would only equate to a couple of percent rather than the majority which is what i was really hoping for because yeah i mean i well good news real life stuff is i am moving in like a month because they want to close by like November 27th on the new house. So I will actually have really good internet again. So um, I might actually be able to to do the weaves and the things like that and 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 be able to be pretty good at it. Uh, that that it that is at least the hope. Um, but I still like the idea of that magic build because even with my 
The build I'm running now is a variation of a, a two-handed variation of Alcas's um, Jabs Mania build on Tamriel Foundry. Uh, his is a fantastic build. He has the numbers behind it. I just I don't like dual wield. I know it's better because you get the extra two set or the extra set bonus, but aesthetics mean a lot to me, and I really like that. So yeah, it's I'm not running it optimally, but his build is very very good, albeit. It even marks it in the thing going, if you run this build, it's almost completely reliant on a healer because you have like no self, you know, no sustain or uh, not sustain, but any healing of your own other than rally and rally's not even on his bar. I had to modify it because he runs with a healer. So it's very reliant on combat prayer and healers to keep you up. It's 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 a it's an all out raid build or a heavy PVP build. Actually, I don't even think it's PVP, but um that's that's one of the ways you can look at it and while it does do considerable damage it would probably do even more if i was better at the weaving because of my terrible latency it's very hard to do uh, i still do pretty good numbers with it and at least three times what i was doing so i had to be doing something wrong that makes me sad makes me very sad wow i went for a very long time almost hour show <laughs> And uh, just about most of it was gameplay. So, guys, let's go ahead and wrap this up. We'll go. We didn't get any new emails this week or anything like that. So we'll go into our final thoughts. But first off, before we do any of that, uh, be sure to follow us over at our website, DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com on our YouTube page at YouTube.com slash DungeonCrawlerNetwork. Be sure to leave us five star reviews. Let us know in the comments section whether or not you uh, have any questions, comments, anything like that. We like to hear from you guys. That's really, really great. Uh, I do tend to answer every single comment we get on our YouTube and things of that nature. And we do highlight people who leave us five star reviews. You can follow us on Twitter at Tales of Tamriel. And you can follow the Dungeon Crawler Network itself at Dungeon Crawl Net. Um, as for myself, you can follow me at A-G-G-E-L-O-S underscore W-F on Twitter. In-game, I am at Agelos, A-G-G-E-L-O-S. Um, final thoughts for me. Show was fun. We talked a long time with zero news, but I'm excited for the group finder stuff just so I can run more dungeons because it's very hard with my with my new now baby schedule to be able to run dungeons uh, with with as many friends and stuff like that. I still section off time so I can do it, but it is very difficult for me um, because when he's asleep or, you know, it's very much dictated when he's asleep, I hop on and do stuff. Well, that could be any time. He doesn't really, even though we try to put him to bed at eight every night, he doesn't necessarily go to bed at eight every night. And I like to spend time with him and Thais. So um, this will definitely help my gameplay style because most of my gameplay is on Saturday mornings because that's when I'm up. I can play. I can do what I need because the wife and the baby are still asleep and I can do all that kind of stuff. But it's it's very hard um, to do anything else other than that. So I may have just died. Yeah, I just killed myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, because I killed somebody when I was stealing and now I'm now I'm going to die. Okay, uh... Esteldian. Uh Yeah, it's uh, we did manage to talk quite a while for having nothing to talk about. Um, I'm looking forward to the, the look of group changes. I think the group finder is in desperate need of improvement. So a bit sort of long overdue, to be honest. But hey, they got there, so that's definitely good. And I hope they don't wait 
as long to extend that into being able to group the guildies for the same sort of style of being sure. able to do dungeons with them. So fingers crossed that comes sooner rather than later as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Avi? Uh, yeah, it was a really good episode. Just like you said, I'm really excited for when we can finally all group up cross-faction and I can use a couple of my DC guys again and pull them out from just sitting there. <laughs> But uh, yeah, if, if you want to find me online, you can find me on Twitter, in-game, pretty much everywhere, at AviOptimal. That's A-V-I-O-P-T-I-M-A-L. Nice. Yeah, Zosh, you better hurry it up, because at this rate, he keeps deleting characters. So if you don't come out with this pretty soon, he's not going to have any DCs. Right when I delete my last one, they're going to they're gonna release it. <laughs> that would be a kicker, wouldn't it? Oh, no, no. I'm keeping, I just I'm deleted my last DC. I'm all EP now. By the way, tomorrow... <laughs> Cross faction anywhere. Flip a table. That's what with us. Yep. Mm. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of Tales of Tamriel. Be sure to be back next week while we talk about more things Elder Scrolls Online. Everyone, have a good night. Good night. <laughs>